Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Let's Talk CFL Podcast. Roundtable discussion recorded live on Sunday and Wednesday nights. Visit Let's Talk CFL on Facebook for showtime. Brought to you by the Let's Talk Sports Groups on Facebook. Our partners, LostWorldOnSport.com. Stream live on BlogTalkRadio.com. Hey, good evening, sports fans, and welcome to Let's Talk CFL Podcast, episode number 542. I'm your host, Christopher Jones. How are you doing tonight? Hey, what's going on? What's wonderful? What's cool in the world? Well, Robbie Robertson died tonight. Hey, that's sad. He's 80 years old. This is the lead singer from the, uh, uh, the band, the band called The Band. Yeah, and uh, he, uh, he died, unfortunately, and uh, surrounded by family and friends and everybody else, and uh so everything's cool. Um, I don't know. It's not cool. It's terrible. But the man, the Robbie Robertson, he was awesome. Um, what else have I got to say? Uh, look what's going on in Maui, man. Lahaina is gone. Kahie is not doing so good. I mean, uh, there's, there's tens, 20, 30, 40, 50 people that have died. Uh, hurricane came in, uh, blew down power lines, started fires. The fire wildfires just swept through the entire town. Over 200 houses have been destroyed. Downtown has been destroyed. All the banks are gone. All the buildings gone. City Hall lost its roof. The library is burned down. It's just a devastation in the, on the island of Maui. It's just terrible what's going on over there. So, you know, there's all sorts of things going on in the world today that none of it's not, – I'm not going to say none of it is good. There's got to be something good out there somewhere. Um and we're here to talk football. So we're going to talk football tonight. I really don't have any rants. I mean, you know, shit like Randy Ambrosi's talking to the mayor of Halifax, trying to figure out what they're going to do over there. Like, seriously, what's going on? Why would we even flogging a dead horse? This is ridiculous. Okay. Move on already. We, we've talked to this one like for the last two years, not ad nauseum. And uh, it's still going on. It's still part. Uh, I, I don't know what to say. Anyhow, uh, I don't have much to do uh, talk about right now. I'm just uh, kind of stressed out right now at, at, at our house, so I'm just going to open up the mics and talk to the guys and see what happens. Welcome to the show, Charles. How are you doing? Hello. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing okay. That's good. Yeah, well, things are... A little cooler down here in the lower mainland. We actually had some rain today, which we haven't seen in weeks. So, uh, yeah, but uh, we're still, uh, still plugging along. Excellent, excellent, excellent. You just keep going and uh, yep. figure out what's going on. Yep, it's good. Yep, things are going, and football coming up. We get to go to a home game for the Lions again on Saturday, so I'm excited about that. God, it can't be any worse than last week. But uh, we'll get to that. Yeah. Okay, so, um, Tutu, Rudy, welcome to the show, buddy. How are you doing? Where's yeah. Rudy's opened up, yeah, okay. Charles, I got I, I, I to time out for a minute here. Can you? I guess he's gone. 
Well, I'll say hello to you, Rudy. Hello, Rudy. How are you today? I'm doing okay. Uh, just enjoying a night in Winnipeg, and it's been a great summer. Actually, we've kind of missed all the crazy heat. Usually, we are always, like, hot all summer in Winnipeg, but this summer, we're, like, kind of like San Diego, like, we're just... 23, 24 degrees, and just hanging out, golfing. So it's been a, it's been a good summer, and uh, kind of waiting for uh, the Bombers to start playing better, and they did last week, and that's somewhat of a, a good, you know, a good thing. But we'll see how they do that. Got to do more than once. I'm a little bit I I I'm a little bit worried about the Edmonton game this week. It feels like a trap game and it's like yeah, yeah the bombers are win it by hundred and eighty points, but I just think it's not it's gonna be close. Mm-hmm. Well I was a couple of weeks ago when the Lions were playing Edmonton, I was worried about a trap game too, and then they ended up winning twenty seven to nothing. So uh, my yeah. fears never got uh realized, but you gotta figure one of these times the 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 Eskimos are gonna surprise everybody and win. I'm not saying it's gonna be this week. I don't think it will be personally, but hey, I mean, you never know. But uh, yeah, I can understand what you're feeling though because I I kind of felt it the last time the Lions were playing them too. Yeah, and I mean their their defense is pretty good, and they just at home. It seems at home they take the dumbest penalties possible. They just, they implode. On the road, they kind of hang in, they hang hang around for a while, and, and they're, you know, they're okay, but at home, they just implode. I'm not sure. You'd think they would get one, they'd, they'd get together for, for a game. Yeah, you would think so, but um, huh, sometimes it does not. Yeah. Anyway, and uh, Trey Ford. Is he, sorry, go on. Trey Ford, yeah, he's getting the start. We'll get to that too yeah. when we get to the game preview. CJ, are you back now? Uh, I am, sort of. Okay, bit, sort of. A bit right. of a war zone going on in my house right now, so things are not stable. Well, that's never fun. Okay. No. Yeah. Okay, um, just keep going. Just I, I'm here, so I'm kind of. What are you guys talking about? I just I have to do a couple of typing things and a conversation somewhere else. So just kind of keep okay, going without no me a little bit. I, I'm here. All right, no problem. Yep. Well, I guess seeing as we're doing that, we're going to get on. Well, I guess we can move on to our game reviews from last week. Oh God, do we have to do this? Uh, yeah, I guess we do. So yep. So we'll go into the, our reviews there. Four games last week. Well, let's get it over with. Thursday night, last night, Thursday night, what was billed as going to be a barn burner. Uh, it's going to be a spectacular game, a back-and-forth battle. Turned into a rout really, really, really quickly. As the Winnipeg Blue Bombers spanked, pounded, blew out. You can use whatever adjective you want to use for this game because they all fit. Maybe you use them all, and that will actually uh, accurately um, describe it. But the Bombers hammered 
hammered by BC Lions, 50 to 14. This one was pretty much over by the middle of the first quarter, as Zach Kolaris was basically pulling it down the field at will and completing it one after another after another. It seemed like any time he threw the ball deep, it would go completed for a big game or a touchdown. The Lions defense, which has been so good through the first part of this week, uh, just was not there. I mean, I'm going to say this, and people will say I'm making an excuse. I'm not making an excuse. It's freaking reality. I'm sorry, but it is. You have a team on five days rest playing against a team on two weeks rest, a team highly motivated for revenge because the last time the Lions were there, they embarrassed the Bombers on their home field. So it really was, it really shaped up. It was really um, aligned for this to happen. And people say, oh, you're making it just, you're making it just, no. Football's a physical game. Playing two games in five days is not, a, you're not going to be in peak form. Not at all. You have, you need, the body needs rest. They literally got one day of practice, of one full regular day of practice between games. Most teams have two or three full practices and a walkthrough. I'm not making any sort of an excuse here. I'm literally saying a fact. And I'm not using it as an excuse because you've got to play with the hands you are dealt with. But looking at it logically, knowing how what a physical game football is, a one day or one day of practice and five days rest, you will not be playing your optimum game. You just can't. The body needs time to recover. It, that's just a fact. And when you match that with a team that's coming up a bye week, so hasn't really played in two weeks, have had lots of practice time, and highly motivated, like I said, after they got embarrassed last time the Lions were there. It probably shouldn't have been a surprise to anyone that this game turned out like it did because I think you had a, a deep. I don't think it surprised anybody. Tired. It shouldn't have surprised anybody because, quite frankly, it lined up that way. And you've got teams that are just, quite frankly, in two different situations there. Now, give it to the Bombers. They went out and they stopped on the Lions right from the word go. And that's what you're supposed to do. And they were a team that wanted revenge, and they played like it. They went out to kill, to to take the Lions out early, and that's exactly what they did. So give them all the credit in the world because they uh, did what they needed to do. So um, it's the best the Bombers have looked this week. It should have been coming off a bye week. I, why would you not? And, by the way, a bye week in their last game, was, uh, wasn't their last game against Edmonton or something like that, but – Whatever, it doesn't really matter, but good job uh, for the Bombers. They went out and they won this game, and they crushed them like they wanted to, and the Lions just didn't have anything to match them. So I'm not surprised, not to mention the fact that Dane Evans gets knocked out late in the first first half, and the Lions played the entire second half with Dominic Davis, which uh, I'm not trying to assault the man, but come on. There was no chance he was going to lead the team to a comeback. Let's let's call it like it is. So that game was over by halftime. It was probably over by the end of the first quarter, as it was. Uh, and I was at the Lions season ticket holder party that night. Uh, it was kind of a quiet party because we didn't do a lot of scoring and watched a lot of scoring go behind us. 
but a good job for the Bombers. They got the back win. We're now back into a uh, tie um, in the standings for first place. So now the Lions have a blowout win. The Bombers have a blowout win. So we get the rubber match coming on October 6th at BC Place. So that's going to be very interesting. So I'm going to turn it over to Bomber fan Rudy, who has probably enjoyed that game much more than I did. Rudy, what did you think of this game? Uh, the Bombers came out and just dominated from the get-go. What were your thoughts? What do you think? Well, you know, I I I assumed that Winnipeg would would win this game, um, on the basis of like, you're I agree the uh, Winnipeg having uh, bye week, BC, you know, having uh, only a, a five day rest coming to this game, but the one thing that can't put on a bye week or uh, or a short rest is Winnipeg just in the first quarter threw the ball 60 yards down the field and Winnipeg beat BC secondary. So there's no way you can put that on on on, on fatigue or anything. That was just Winnipeg doing their homework on video and uh, actually seeing a weakness in BC's defense. So I have to give Winnipeg credit for that. Um, so I think – but like you said, it's going to be decided in October and then in November when they play in the West Final. So, I mean, it's, it's, I mean BC won a big game in Winnipeg in July – Winnipeg won this one. I'm not getting too high or too low on this game. I, I think it's uh, it's been a great uh, it's a great it's a great rivalry right now, and I uh, let's keep let's keep it going, and it's good for the CFL. I agree, and I remember back in the 1980s when I was growing up. BC Winnipeg was a yeah. big rivalry right throughout the uh, the eighties, so it's good to have those teams going back at one and each one another. Yep, I agree, and I think honestly, yeah, you get mad when you lose. You, you, I think I think it's it, it's great, it, it's it's fantastic, and hopefully, like you know, East East teams get you know Winnipeg or Ottawa, or I wish Ottawa or. Montreal getting this kind of rivalry where it'd be like back and forth where they, they, they hate each other. Like, for real. Because right now, like, BC Winnipeg, like, there is some animosity. Like, don't, like, don't get me wrong. They do not like each other. And I know that I think both teams are not holding back, but they both know that it only matters in November. Okay, so let's put this in perspective for a bit because there's a couple of things that are really missing here. Everybody keeps saying that, that BC had five days rest. Well, BC didn't have five days rest, okay? BC had five days between games. They were in Edmonton. The next day was a travel day. They had to get home, and then they had to travel back to Winnipeg. So this wasn't just five days off. This was two away games with five days in between. Okay, so that's not even 
getting three days rest. That's not even getting uh, any time at all to prepare for this game. And everybody says, well, BC should be able to be prepared for, for Winnipeg. Well, Winnipeg had to prepare for BC, as Rudy had just said. Okay, so don't tell me it's not fatigue because it most certainly is fatigue and it's ill being ill prepared. These players were not up to par for this. Okay, now call it what you want. Make it an excuse. I don't give a shit, but it's definitely different. It It was not a fair game from the beginning. Now, that being said, fine. It was it, you play the game that, you, that the hand that you're dealt with and you move on. You flush this game down the toilet and know that you've already spanked the Bombers in their own stadium, and you come back into BC Place and you take them again in October. I'm perfectly okay with that because that game in October is going to be on an even basis. The teams are going to be the same. They're going to be coming in. Everything's going to be good. It's on BC turf as opposed to Winnipeg, and a whole different ballgame. If you don't think that game's going to be exciting in BC, you're grossly underestimating the, the BC Lions fans, because there will be people at that game, okay? But that was not a fair game. And honestly, you can say what you want. Was it late? Was it not? That was an abusive hit by Adam Big Hill on Dane Evans, okay? Dane Evans threw the ball. Big Hill carried through with his momentum, with his whatever. He did not try to let up, and he broke the ribs of the quarterback. In a league right now where we are drastically short on quarterbacks because of injury, the league needs to do something better to prepare to protect them because that was just abusive. Was it a good hit? Damn right, that's what he's supposed to do. He's supposed to go up to the quarterback. I'm not blaming him for that, but at a certain point in time, the league has to do something about this because you have to protect the quarterbacks. Otherwise, we don't have a league. We don't have a league. How many quarterbacks right now are out? Seven? Eight? How many has Hamilton lost? Three? Ottawa's lost three? And not only that, not only that, we've seen with several of these, um, um, you know, roughing the passer calls and stuff like that, chasey calls and so on, where they've been calling penalties for the specific purpose of um, protecting the quarterback, not having the quarterback injured, but then you got a hit like that, which was borderline late. It was really close, and there's no call. Which and no I'm sorry, he he didn't let up. There's no call, no fine, and he didn't let up. He ran right through him. And there was no need so, for that. I don't know. He'd already got rid of the ball. Yeah, he had. And, and Big Hill knew it. So, you know what? I, I'm not angry about this game. It is what it is. It happened. It's exactly what I expected it to be. What, it was a little more abusive than I thought. I didn't think it was going to be that lopsided. But I had no expectations of BC winning this game. Zero. And, uh, and, and, and they didn't. Okay? Because the cards were stacked against them from the beginning. So if that's the way the Bombers have to win, then, okay, let's make things on an evil, even keel again, and we'll see who takes the rubber match in October. Personal opinion. 
Okay, final score was BC 14, Winnipeg 50. Total score was 64. Charles, you got 10 points. William got 100. CJ got 4. Rudy got 112. The second game up was the Toronto-Calgary game. And this was a... Oh, I'd like to call this one a spanking as well, but it wasn't. The underdogs... Was Calgary an underdog? I really didn't think so, but uh, I picked Toronto to win, but you know, I don't know. I don't know. I was kind of hoping Calgary was going to win, and they literally came out and shut Toronto down. And, oh, yeah, Chad Kelly got kind of hurt in the game, and uh, that's not good for anybody. It's definitely not good for Toronto because they have nobody in the in reserve. And uh, it was a it was an interesting game. You know, it was it was one of the ones that, you know, Toronto, Calgary was winning, and I was just waiting for Dickinson to do something stupid so that Toronto could win. And it, it didn't happen. I mean, they, they won despite their coach. Because he's lost them at least two games this year by doing bonehead things. Uh, I don't know. Rudy, take this game away. Toronto and Calgary. You know what? I thought uh, Calgary was going to have this type of game a few weeks ago, and I kept on thinking they're going to they're going to put things together, and actually they did. And I don't think the Chad Kelly injury would have mattered. Calgary was going to win this game no matter what, and they would have. And they, uh, I think they're going to be the third best team in the West. They're going to take over. Uh, I think they're better than Saskatchewan. And Mayer is oh, yeah. actually better than people think. The guy, the guy isn't that bad. He gets a bad rap. But, I mean, Calgary's had no running game for the last few weeks. So, when you give them a running game and Mayer keeps making throws down the field, they're going to be okay. They're not going to be world beaters, but they're going to be okay. And uh, they beat Toronto, and I wasn't surprised. I, I bet them, and they won. And we all, I, yeah. What is Mills? Mill Mills was their running back. He did a he did a very yeah. good job. I was really impressed with that. 168 yards rushing. Mayor um, was only a, only 150 yards passing. But you know, Chad Kelly, he only threw for 122 yards against the Riders the week before. He did nothing the week before that. I know Argo fans are jumping up and down about how powerful and how strong that the Argonauts are. They're just beating up on weak teams. You know, and I don't get it. I don't get where they, they, they actually think that this is a good team. And, you know, and the only victory that they have of any substance is the BC victory, and I'm making no excuses for that at all. Uh, that was just an off game for the entire Lions team, including the quarterback, Vernon Adams. Six interceptions is ridiculous. Um, but, okay, so 
who else did they beat? You know, Ottawa, Montreal, Saskatchewan, Edmonton. You know, they they didn't. They finally came up against Calgary and they lost. Wait till they play Winnipeg in a couple of the weeks. I, I totally expect Winnipeg to trash them. If they don't, there's something seriously the matter. Okay? I mean, shit, I actually I almost want to pick Edmonton at a home win over Toronto this week because I, I just think Edmonton is due. And Toronto is in such disarray. I don't, I don't know. Charles, Toronto. Well, Toronto has uh, looked, they've somewhat come down to earth a little bit. Uh, they looked very strong for the first few weeks, but again, was that based a lot on the opponents they were playing? They beat BC. Uh, Vernon Adams threw six interceptions. I think if he cuts them down, if he cuts his interceptions in half, I'm not sure he wins that game. They win that game. But having said that, I mean, last week against Saskatchewan, their offense really struggled. They ended up getting the win based on their defensive and special teams play. Their defensive and special teams bailed their offense out last week. They didn't get any such um, help this week as they went up against uh, Calgary, who isn't a great team. I don't think it's in the – they're not in the same conversation as BC or Winnipeg. I think they're kind of in the next tier. But even at that, they really didn't play well. And, yeah, you could say Chad Kelly got injured. Yes, he did. But you know what? 94-yard passing in that game while he was in there, but 76 of that came on one play. That means the rest of his time there, he threw for 18 yards. And I think he played most of the first half. So that's not a very impressive number at that point. And their offense really, uh, for the entire game, not aside from the 176-yard play, that was it. That was really all they got because the, the Calgary defense completely shut them down the rest, the rest of the way. So, um, honestly... Uh, Toronto is, yeah, they're six and one. They just don't look like a six and one team, if you know what I mean. That's their record, but they look beatable. They got beaten last week. They could have been beaten a week before, then had they been playing a better team than Saskatchewan. So uh, while they're the best record in the league, I still am not going to give. Uh, I can't give them the best team in the league because they look beatable. And not just losing last week, they've looked beatable before that. So that's just kind of my thoughts on that. Okay. Let's close this one off. Calgary 20 points, Toronto 7. Those 7 came in like the first couple of minutes, and then they got shut out for the rest of the game. Uh, 27 is the total score, very low. Um, Charles, you took... Uh, Toronto to win, you got four points. Willie took uh, Calgary to win, of course. He got 114. CJ picked Toronto. I uh, got 12 points. Calgary, uh, Rudy picked Calgary. He gets 100, and I don't know. I can't see. It didn't print. So I don't know what your final score was there, Rudy. We'll just make shit up as we go along. Just a second. I'll go over here and see if I can find it. Well, Mr. Sparksman. Yeah, you got nothing on the on your differential score. So, uh, yeah, that's the way it was. Now, to me, those were the two most intense and exciting games 
of the week. I mean, you couldn't have had better matchups in, in the regards between them. They weren't definitely the best games that BC um, Winnipeg game was not a good game. Uh, whenever you get something that's 20 to seven, that's not a good game. That's almost a baseball score. Uh, so, but they were the two most exciting and they had the most meaning to them. Then we had two, which at one point in time I called irrelevant games. Uh, although second place in the East was on the line, but you know, when you've got three teams all with three wins um, and all at 500 or less, uh, it's, it's really hard to get excited unless you're an actual fan of those teams. As, as far as a league fan goes, it's hard to get excited for those two games. Uh, we had Hamilton in, or sorry, Montreal into Hamilton, uh, Cody Fajardo against, Hamilton's fifth string quarterback, whoever it was. Um, we, what did we expect? I, I, I don't know what to expect out of this. The Eastern Division right now is so sad. Uh, Toronto's at the top six and one, doesn't deserve to be there. Montreal is four and three. Cody Fajardo's their quarterback, really. Hamilton is three and five. Ottawa is three and five. I don't know what to say about this game. I actually didn't get to see it. I was racing this weekend. Uh, it was a two-day race weekend, so I missed both of the last two games and haven't had a chance to watch them. So I'm not going to say much other than looking at the scores and going, eh, okay. Uh, Charles, you go ahead. You Hopefully you watch these. I wish we had Will. He would have to- told us all about them. I mean Hamilton. Yeah, no, I'm not much. I mean Hamilton is just um, like you said. What did you expect? They're on to this um, Taylor Powell's name. I mean, they're playing the team quarterback by Cody Fajardo. It's very rare that you're going to go into a game saying, "Oh, Cody Fajardo was a better quarterback in this in this going into this game." There is pretty much. You couldn't say anything other than this going into this game because, quite frankly, Cody Machado was the better quarterback. And even at that, they were trailing going into the fourth quarter against a team quarterback by somebody named Taylor Powell. So if he's their best quarterback and that's the situation, you're not in a good situation. Uh, Hamilton, they've gone out. They've made a couple of changes. They are not using James Butler enough, especially considering that they're playing Taylor Powell as their quarterback. James Butler only carried the ball nine yards. If you've got your third-string quarterback in, you should be leaning on James Butler because the week before he had over 100 yards rushing. But they go into this game, which they led for three quarters. So you're thinking, look, Get the ball on the ground and grind it out. Nine carries. That's coaching. It's simply coaching. That's bad, bad coaching. Bad coaching. Yeah, we thought that they made a change at their offensive coordinator position, so I think we're kind of seeing that uh, the people at the top of Hamilton kind of see that too. But then Montreal, they're saying, oh, Cody Pajardo this, Cody Pajardo this, yeah, big win. They had to scramble and get 18 points in the fourth quarter to win this game because going into the fourth quarter, they were trailing by five points. 
So, I mean, yeah, he had a good quarter, maybe, but he only put up nine points through three quarters. Talk about a team using a running back. Well, Montreal finally using William Stanback good. 19 carries for 106 yards. That's how you should be using it, and that's how the that's Hamilton it. should be using uh, that's how you win uh, the game. James Butler. Not that's how you giving win the, game. the ball five times or six times or whatever, however, nine times. Still not enough. So when you're running on a third-string QB, use your running back. But that's not what they did, and guess what? They lost. They uh, had a fourth-quarter lead going into the fourth quarter at home, and then I'll get outscored 18 to nothing. That's bad coaching. That's a sign of a bad football team. Sorry, Hamilton. It's just a fact. And I know a lot of people had hopes of them uh, seeing the Tiger Cats in the Grey Cup at home again this year. Boy, don't hold your breath. Okay, Rudy. I didn't watch this game, but I'm not surprised that uh, Montreal won this game. I mean, I think Hamilton's an absolute tire fire. So, I mean, going forward, I don't know how, how Hamilton even gets close to the Ray Cup game, but they play in the East. Eastern Division, the worst conference or division in professional sports. So nothing's impossible. They could still slink their way into a great cup uh, game at home. Um, Montreal, I, you know what? I was wrong. I thought they're going to be a disaster this year, and they they're actually a better team than they were last year. Not saying they're world beaters and they're gonna, but they're a solid team in the East. And you know what? You're, Saskatchewan this week—they're gonna be in top. I, I think they'll beat Saskatchewan this week. So um, you know what? I give uh, Montreal uh, full full marks for the victory last week. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. They're 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 playing a lot better than what I thought they did. But again, they're playing in the Eastern Division, so they they get sad wins. Uh, Hamilton is three and five on the season, which is one game back from Montreal at four and three, with Calgary at three and five. So at this point in time, the, there is no crossover. So third place would be in the playoffs, which would be Hamilton. If Hamilton can do anything with their quarterback situation, there's no reason why they can't run the East. There's no reason. Okay? No reason Ottawa can't. Right? I mean, Crum is doing wonders in Ottawa, although they didn't win the last game. Um, If Ottawa, if Hamilton can settle the team down, they fired Tommy Condell, they put in um, Scott Milanovic as the coordinator, Personally, I think they should just fire Orlando Steinauer at the same time, have Milanovic take over both of those hats, even though I disagree with it. Uh, He's probably the best person to do this and see if they can actually salvage this season because it's not too far gone. Everybody goes, oh, no. I mean, like they were 0-4 
and now they've come back and they've they've played some decent football and they've got things that are a little better and they've gone through three four quarterbacks Mitchell twice um but they need it they need to settle things down and they need to start playing like a team there's no way i mean they built this team out of free agency and that never ever works because you don't have any chemistry they these these are all individual players that have played at a high level but they've not played at a high level together and it's going to take some time to do that we're eight games into the season nine games into the season this week that means that it's half over if they don't get their shit together really quick, it's going to be over. It's going to be too far because I don't see Calgary slowing down. But they still can make the Grey Cup. It's not out of the realm of possibility. I don't think Toronto is that good of a team. So if they start stringing some wins together, it can happen. So. Anyhow, final score on this one was 27-14, 41 points. Charles, you took Montreal to win. You got 100 for that one, 140, actually. Will took Hamilton. He got 22 points. CJ got took Montreal with 136 points. Rudy took Montreal with 132 points. Okay, good job there, guys. Uh, it was the, the one lot or... Will kind of failed on that one. It was Rudy that, that ran the gauntlet this week. Uh, where am I going here? Next game was the Ottawa Red Blacks into Saskatchewan to play the Rough Riders. And I honestly don't know how the Red Blacks lost this game. I don't. I don't know how they lost. It, it makes no sense to me at all. It's illogical. Um, Charles, talk about this, please. I gotta go see what's going on. Saskatchewan literally got away with one this week. This is a game they uh, they outright should have lost. To be perfectly honest, they at one point made a they they won in spite of uh, Craig Dickinson, who made an absurdly stupid move late in the fourth quarter. They were up by. I can't remember exactly. I think they were up by uh, two points. And then they gamble on a third and it was third and inches, but they were at like their own 15-yard line or something. They were deep in their own end. And they gambled and they got stopped. Why they were actually doing that, I still don't know. At that point, when you've got a lead and you're that deep in your uh, – in your end of the field, you punt. I'm sorry, you do. It's the safe thing. It's the smart thing to do. If you're going to have the other team try and score, give them a long field to try and do it. Don't be stupid and gamble and give them the ball already in field goal range. That's just give them a, dumb. Give up a safety. Yeah, do something. Don't Don't give them the ball at the 15-yard line so they can take the lead on you. What good does that do you? But then the so what happens is Ottawa goes down, they get the field goal, they take a two-point lead, and, excuse me, they take a one-point lead, 
And then there are defense that came up huge and stopped Saskatchewan on a third and less than a yard, couldn't prevent Saskatchewan from getting the ball into field goal range. Now, granted, it was a long field goal. It was 53 yards. But at that point, when you can put a team away, you got to shut them down for some two and out, three and out, turn the ball over. Don't let them even get remotely close into, into uh, field goal range. He made the big, long field goal. I think it was a 53-yarder. It's the first 50-plus-yard field goal. He's his fourth attempt at a 50-yard field, 50-plus-yard field goal, and that's the first one he's made. It was unlucky. This game should have been an Ottawa victory. They won in spite of their coach this week because with the stupid moves he made, they rightfully should have lost this game. I'm going to give some credit to Mason Pine. He's actually looked quite good this in this game. And he, since he's taken over from uh, Trevor Harris, he's done an actually admirable job. He hasn't been one that's been hurting. I think he's actually done pretty well. And he got them in the field goal range, so good on them. Saskatchewan should have lost that game. They snuck out a win. They stole a win as far as I'm concerned. Sometimes you got to do that throughout a season. And Ottawa, sometimes if you didn't have bad luck, you'd have no luck at all. And I really thought they were turning a corner a couple of weeks ago, but they've gone back into this, uh, that losing mode again. So hopefully we'll see if they can turn it around. Okay, Rudy. Well, I guess the, uh, the major... Uh debate in this game was uh, Ottawa kicking the field goal from the one-yard line like uh, and not going for the touchdown. And there's a lot of people saying how Ottawa, you know, pussied out and didn't uh, go for the touchdown. But, but that's a long yard at, at, on third and one at the goal line. That's a long yard. You miss that. And you know what? You get nothing. So I, yeah. So I get what Ottawa's coaching staff, Bobby Dice, did. They said, let's kick the three. There's like two minutes left in the game, and then we're going to let our defense win us the game. And I don't think that's never a bad call, putting space in your defense. Here you go, D. You have a, you have a chance right now to win us this game. You don't let them get in the field goal position, and they didn't do it. But, I I, I mean, in hindsight, everything that's for in hindsight, yeah, you know, run the ball to the middle, touchdown. So, I, I don't blame Bobby Dice for, for his decision, but I'm sure the next time this happens, he will absolutely go for it because his defense let him down. I don't blame him for the decision, but it wouldn't have been mine. Oh, I agree. And, I mean, uh, you look back to, uh, yeah, yeah, no, I agree. You know what? Uh, I'm not sure I, I agree there. Without the, question. The problem I, I is they had already been, yeah. they had already been stopped once on a third of the yard. Uh, I can understand the, the hesitancy there. With a the minute left, your defense has just made a big stand to get you the ball back. 
You go down there, you're at the one-yard line. I know the temptation is to go for the touchdown. But when you're there right in front of the goal post, you've got one of the most accurate kickers in CFL history. And you've got only about a minute left and your defense has played well. I think you take the points there. I think you've got to take the points there and give it to your defense. You have a I'm defense for a reason. You. I, I just I'm, think I'm not arguing it. with you. That logic is sound. Okay, that is very sound yeah, I mean, logic. I just wouldn't. I couldn't do it. I personally couldn't do that. I I would have to put the faith in my O line. I have to put my faith in my quarterback. I have to put my faith in my offensive team to win this game for me. And 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 you're putting, you're taking the points and putting it faith in the defense. I'm putting faith in my offense. I would go for it. Probably why I'm not a coach. No, no, I understand it 100%. And even even looking at like in hindsight now, you're like, if you rush that ball, you get caught at, let's say, the half-yard line. Saskatchewan has the ball at their one-yard, and they have to go all the way back. So I no, get, because I, they're already trailing. They're already winning. Are they're winning they're right now, winning right? They don't have Saskatchewan to go anywhere winning. at that point. Right? So what would happen here is if the defense comes out and if, if the offense gets stuffed, the defense comes out, does their job, and shuts down Saskatchewan, you get a safety out of it, and the game is tied going into overtime. Uh, there was more time in the clock, so that's the thing. That I, I think there was more time. That they wouldn't be able to run the clock down. So, No, I, I understand, I but I'm just, I'm just looking at perspectives, okay, and, and different scenarios and just saying, look, take the safety. I mean, so what if you give up the field position? You don't get any points. You've got them on the half-yard line. If your defense is as good as what you just said that they were, stop them. You would get the safety. Oh. No, that's fair. If you can't, if you can't stop them, then 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 there would have been no point in anyhow. Then take the three points and you 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 lose anyhow, and that's exactly what happened because the defense couldn't stop them. So if the defense could stop them, then they could have stopped them before that. So I yeah, I don't know if I'm making sense. Okay. So anyhow, final score on this one was Ottawa 24, Saskatchewan 26. It was a tight game. Total points scored was 50. Uh, where am I here? Uh, Charles, you got 22. You'd picked Ottawa. Will took Ottawa. You got 24 points. CJ picked Ottawa. Got 38 points. Rudy went with Saskatchewan and got 120 points. So this is how it worked out this week. Um, Week 9, CJ got 190. Rudy got 470. Charles with 176. And uh, William with 260. So CJ is still in the lead, but the lead has got chopped considerably. 
Uh, it's now uh, CJ has 2,666 points. Rudy has uh, leapfrogged Charles into second place with 2,522 points. Uh, Charles is 100 points back with 2,422. And Will is not that far back anymore at 2,188. Still 500 back, back, 500 points back from the lead. He was trying to catch Rudy, but now I guess he's trying to catch Charles. So that's what that happened. Okay, so let's... Uh, Let's see what's going on here with these games this week. What do we got? We got four new football games. These are important, impotent games. Is that a correct statement? Impotent. Uh, what do we got? We got Winnipeg into Edmonton, I thought. I thought Toronto was in Edmonton. Okay. Week 10, we have Winnipeg. Winnipeg into Edmonton. We have Saskatchewan into Montreal. We have Calgary into BC, and we have Ottawa into Toronto. Okay, uh, William did give us his scores because he is not here tonight. He's not feeling overly well. Uh, So let's go up. No, I can't do that. Where did it go? I'm not used to a computer anymore. Okay, William has taken Edmonton at all his scores were 41 points. Uh, Montreal, Calgary, Ottawa. Okay, William took took Edmonton at 41 points. Charles, your call, Winnipeg, Edmonton. He's really not feeling well, is he? Uh, I'm sorry. Winnipeg and Edmonton, I mean, this this really doesn't need to be talked about this much. This is going to be a glorified practice. I'm sorry. After seeing what the Bombers did to the Lions last week, there's no chance in hell I would pick Edmonton this week. Uh, Winnipeg should win this one going away. I'm not saying they will. I'm saying they should. Uh, Winnipeg, uh, 57 points. Okay. Rudy? Uh, I hate this game because it feels like it should be a bomber victory by like 100 points, but I think it's going to be closer. But at the end, I'll say Winnipeg 50. Okay, I'm going Winnipeg at 48, and I hope I'm really wrong. Uh, The next game is Saskatchewan and Montreal. This is Cody Fajardo playing his old team, Saskatchewan, who disrespected him and in, in his eyes totally and completely disrespected him. Uh, Saskatchewan's Mason fine against Cody Fajardo. Wow. Wow. Uh, Will took Montreal at 41 points. Uh, CJ's going to take Montreal, and I'm going to go with 48 points on this one. I went first on this one. Rudy, what are you going to do? I'll go 35, Montreal. And uh, what are you going to do there, Charles? Well, we talked about revenge factor with the Bombers and the Lions last week. I think this probably plays into revenge factor with Cody Fajardo against the Riders. 
the writers are okay. They're just not very good. Not that I think Montreal's any scheme in hell, but you know what? I think Montreal's a little bit better than Saskatchewan overall. So I'm going to pick Montreal to win this one. Uh, 42 points. 42. Okay. So this one's a little, a little dicier. We've got Calgary Stampeders and the BC Lions. And Will's taking Calgary at 41 points. No surprise there. Uh, CJ's going to take BC at 48 points. Uh, Rudy, what are you going to do? Uh. Now, now, um, Dane Evans did not practice today. Uh, he is not. He, he may not dress for the game. Uh, Vernon Adams is. I don't know if he's actually going to make the start or not, but I've been told that he will be dressing, but that's not confirmed yet. He's been taking all the first team reps. You know what? I'm going to get crazy. I'm going to go Calgary 47. Calgary 47. And uh, Charles, what are you doing here? I'm banking on Vernon Adams to come back, and I'm banking on the Palmers, to, or the Lions defense uh, to smarten up and come back. I'm going to take the Lions. To say I'm a little nervous about this is probably an understatement. I still think the Lions will win uh, 44 points. Okay. And the last game is the Ottawa Red Blacks and the Toronto Argonauts. Now, I, I, this this one's scary. I don't know. Uh, Will is taking Ottawa at 41 points. Charles, what are you going to do? Yeah. I'm sorry. I want to take Ottawa. I just don't feel I, I don't feel I can. I think uh, Toronto on the bounce back game. Uh, looks like Chad Kelly is going to play after getting banged up last week against. Uh, Calgary, but I think uh, Toronto will have enough. I think that Ottawa can keep them close. I think Toronto has enough to get by Ottawa in this one. I'll take uh, Toronto. Uh, I'll go an even 40. Okay, and Rudy, what are you doing? I'll go... Uh... Oh, man. Ottawa. I'll go. I'll go. Uh, Toronto forty-five. Okay, I'm gonna take Ottawa at forty-eight. We'll see what happens. I, I, I'm, I'm not going to be in the lead any longer. I know that. So we're good with this. So that's a wrap on the games of what is going to happen and what is not going to happen. This is, what, week 10. Okay. Where's the agenda? What do we got to talk about? Because I may end up, depending on what how wonderful this this uh, thing goes like this. Uh, I may bow out early, and that's not a good thing. Uh, I'm just not feeling well either. I've got a bad headache, and there's 
things that are mm-hmm. happening in this house that I should probably attend to. And I still have chores to do, so and I'm up at three thirty in the morning. So life is not so good right now. Uh first thing up is the Tiger Cats uh Condell agree to mutually part ways. What an absolutely stupid headline. Absolutely stupid headline. Okay. Uh it, it it's kinda like, okay, like we're we don't want you as a coach anymore. Hmm. Okay. Are you going to pay me? Yeah, well, we'll pay you for the rest of the season. Oh, okay, no problems. So they mutually agreed to part ways. Okay. Tommy Condell got fired. Plain and simple. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. He got fired. He, they, they were not happy with the play calling. Uh, nobody was happy with the play calling. Now, Tommy Condell has been a coach since 1995, so almost 30 years. He's not a bad coach. Has the game passed him by? That happens. Does he just need a new surroundings? Possibly. It, can we blame it on him, or can we, or is it this just is it he being the scapegoat on a bad organization right now? Because I, there's no aspects of Hamilton that is performing. Their defense absolutely sucks, and they've got some of the, they're probably the highest payroll for defense in the CFL, and. Uh, they, they absolutely suck. So how is that the offensive coordinator's fault? I don't know. So I'm a little distraught over this one. I'm not distraught at all. I, I think that Hamilton needs to start making some moves and they can start trying to re- salvage their season. This is the first move, but it certainly wasn't enough. Uh, it needs to, Something else has to happen right now. That this is not a, okay, we fired Tommy Condell, let's see how we do for the next two or three weeks. It's not how you play this game. you got to make changes. you got to make either personnel changes on the field or in the office. I don't care. But things need to change. You, you cannot be content with the situation that you are currently in. Charles. This um, last week, uh, the Elks made a change in offensive coordinator, uh, and I thought that was just kind of a, a move to kind of it's a just to show people, you know, um, basically that hey, look, we're doing something. And I kind of see this move in the same way. I honestly think in previous years when there wasn't. Um, uh, this coach's cap in uh, place. I think in previous years the head coach would have been gone, but in this situation now where we've got that stupid coaching um, cap, this is the kind of move you're seeing. I mean, um, and at Edmonton, they didn't even fire their previous guy. They demoted him, but they still got him doing stuff because they got to pay him out anyways. He counts against the coach's cap, so we're just going to give you something different to do. Well, I don't know if, the, if they're keeping Tommy Condell to do anything or whatnot. They're going to give the reins to uh, Scott Milanovic, which is a good job, which is a good idea. But honestly, I think Scott Milanovic should probably be the head coach there, period. Uh, this is a move, like I said, that is um, that's being done to show that they're trying to do something. But in reality, if they really want to 
do something that's going to be impactful, they should be uh, sending, uh, what's his name, Orlando Steinhauer packing. He's just, quite frankly, he's not doing what he needs to do to be a, a coach. I don't think he's a good coach. What just happened? Rudy, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, what happened to Charles? I think he was, I think Tommy Condell went and beat him up at his house. Well, he's still online. I don't know what happened. Charles, did you hit your mute button or something? Like mid-word, right in the middle of a word, he, he just shut down. Where'd he go? Wow, that was a little freaky. It may, maybe it's like a hurricane or something went through Abbotsford. I don't know. Okay. You go ahead. Talk about Tommy Condell, please. Hamilton Tiger Cats. Rudy, you go. Rudy. What the fuck just happened? Nine, four, six. Eight, three, five. Wow. Okay. Blog talk just shit bed and shit the bed bad. Uh, let's see if I can bring Charles back. Okay. Sorry about this. We're having technical difficulties with, uh, With blog talk and we'll see what happens hello Charles I don't know what happened I was in the middle of talking all of a sudden there was, nobody was there well you, in the middle of a word you stopped like you were having oh, okay. a word and I tried to phone I was still back, talking but again. it didn't work I don't know. We just dropped off. I'm gone. I think this show. I think this episode is cursed tonight. I don't know. We should probably yeah. just pack it in. I was gonna say, if you want to wrap it up, because I know you said that uh, you got some stuff to do. If you want to wrap it up for the night, I'm fine with doing that. We we've got our picks in and everything, so we got our picks in, and there's really nothing on the agenda that's really earth shattering. I don't know. Do not we have picks? Like, no. is not available. Okay. At the phone, please did not get Rudy back. You know what? Let's, yeah. Are you okay with that, Charles? Let's just shut I'm it down. I'm perfectly fine with that. Yeah, that's okay. fine with me. This has been Let's Talk yep. CFL okay. Podcast, episode number 542. I'm your host, Christopher Jones. I got a headache. My wife's not feeling very well. Uh, I got chores to do. I'm going to bed. Um, Charles is gone. Rudy, we lost Rudy. Will's sick in bed. Uh, it's just not been a good night, so we're going to call it quits. Uh, Charles, say good night. Uh, good night, folks. Thanks for listening. Uh, sorry we're cutting it short, but uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, enjoy this week's game.
Take care. Bye. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.